You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The, uh, what's been the message so far for you guys? I know it's been a, about a day and a half. What's, what's been the kind of overall theme you guys are talking about? You know, we've had a lot of different topics, um, you know, trying to, you know, whether it was from uh, media plans, you know, had a great time with the ADs, you know, talking, you know, different proposals, um, being able to, to voice some, uh, some concerns of, of maybe uh, you know, things that, that are going on within, uh, you know, college athletics right now and just, you know, trying to brainstorm, you know, to, for the best solution and the path of, of, you know, what can and needs to be done, um, making sure that, uh, um, you know, that is a collaborative approach from the ACC and the coaches and the ADs and, you know, just the, co- the conference as a whole of, of where, we're, where we're moving towards. And, uh, you know, I, it's a really good group of, uh, of leaders and uh, I think we've it's it's been productive you know we've got you know more to more to come but uh, you know I think it's been good to be able to express some of those things here uh, and you know now put into place the the next step and actions as we move forward. Sense that Jim Phillips uh, the commissioner is, is on top of this? He is I mean and I, I know I commented yesterday just you know his involvement um, you know the time that he's willing to take well, there's yesterday with the coaches. Today, um, we had a joint meeting with ADs, um, all the head coaches for for a few hours. So we're able to hit uh, a broad variety of topics, and he's he's there. He's present. He's he's listening and receiving, not just not just reading a report. And that's where you know, in, in you know, some leagues and and uh, you know, different experiences, that's maybe that's maybe the feedback he gets. But you know, he can he can get a sense of the. Uh, um, the passion, the emotion that goes behind these these topics that uh, that you know we want more clarity on, or uh, or maybe uh, if it's a, if it is a conference issue, you know, just the opinion of of where you know coaches stand in the moment, and then you know you're able to have the dialogue back and forth, and uh, you know, try to get different perspectives, and that's that's something that I think you know that is the mark of a of a great leader, and I mean his involvement and the willingness to be a part of that is, is something that I, I respect. That he's on that transformation committee. Um, no, I mean I think it's I think it's big, and you know for him to be able to provide uh, insight of you know the phil- philosophical approach of you know what's being done, you know some of the things that uh, um, you know might be uh, discussed within that group, or just uh, you know uh, it, it just allows allows more into the circle of knowing you know what those next steps are and you know we're not going to solve every issue I mean but you know to be able to to get insight and you know to add perspective I think is, is good for everybody involved. Mike Bray said that uh, Commissioner Phillips told that basketball coaches 
that like the power five breaking off or something like that is not imminent that don't you know just believe everything you hear and everything you read or is that some of the messages kind of he conveyed to you yeah you know we've heard uh, you know there's a, a lot of different dynamics of what could happen uh, where things you know might go um, you know I, I do think that, you know it's it's not a secret to anyone that there is a, it is a, a new age in college athletics and there's going to be some movement there's going to be movement um, you know in, in a variety of different ways but um, you know what exactly that's going to be I don't think anybody can specifically say um, you know there's we're, we're at a point now that if you would have said two years ago um, you know, even there was a lot of topics being discussed if we would find ourselves in this moment um, you know with, with how things are you know nobody would think it, it would have happened as fast and um, you know some of the different dy dynamics that have shown up but uh, we are where we are and so I, I think we all respect um, you know, immediate perspective, but understanding that this it is there's going to be, uh, you know, an ebb and flow to, to all all things here moving forward. And um, you know, he's he's provided some insight on on certain topics and, and possibilities, but we also know that there's you know, a lot of other things that can that can change and change quickly. Is it, so go ahead. Is it frustrating that Florida hasn't still has this policy where the schools can't be involved in NIL? Um, you know, I mean, there's. There's so many different dynamics when it comes to NIL right now, and I, I think you see, um, you know, across the country, you know, different, you know, different states operating, and you know, according to, to rules that they might that they have, or some schools or some states that are restrictive in, in rules that they have, and so, um, you know, for us, I mean, we, you know, we are where we are, and um, you know, it's. You know, there's probably some good and probably some some you know bad that goes with that but um, you know res respecting our situation and uh, you know you know controlling the things that we can control and and uh, you know, I think it's the best best course of action rather than focusing on what other people are doing even though you know it it's all real like the, the transformative committees talked about uh, putting up these guidelines for the transfer portal you know maybe some dead periods that's been kind of talked about is that something you would you would like to see maybe to, to kind of maybe ease some of the tension that you guys have uh, I think roster I, I absolutely think and it's you know it's it's real easy when you talk about you know guardrails and guidelines you know to point to to coaches and universities I mean I think when you look at student athletes there's 3600 kids in the transfer portal and 40 percent of them are getting scholarships to to go new places I mean that is it it's unbelievable and it's it's a shame but you know I think a lot of that is you know because there is an open you know there's an open time frame of when these when these you know guys could do that and you know that it's educational for them if they're if, if it is a more um, you know organized and and uh, you know thought out you know sequence you know these student athletes can and I guess have a more educated approach to whether this is the right time for them or if there's going to be the right opportunity. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I think, I think when a coach speaks, sometimes it, it, they, you know, the public or perception is it's just from that pers perspective. I was a student athlete. I was actually a student athlete that transferred to my college career. Um, so I, I can see it from both sides and that, and for my situation, it worked out really well for me. Um, we've, we've had examples that, Florida State of thing of guys transferring and it's worked out incredibly well for them. We've had guys that you know you, you look across the country and you look at guys that have left our left our program that you know it's not worked out well. And maybe a uh, uh, you know what what they thought might be um, a reality wasn't.
And so I think by providing guardrails for the student athletes, for the universities, for the teams, I mean, it's, I think it's um, something that will help, you know, in a big picture approach. But, uh, you know, those are all things that, that are, I think are great discussions. It's a conversation uh, about getting away from two divisions and just going to one division. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? You know, I mean, it unique thing being here the last two years, I've, I've been able to live in both worlds. You know, with COVID, we were, had one division. Um, you know, I thought that there were some, some positives, uh, you know, to it. And, uh, you know, obviously you look back and you think, you know, scheduling is always going to be hard. It's always going to be challenging. Um, you know, I, I think there's... When you look at divisions, to, to be a division winner, you know, it's my last institution, we were three, three straight years of winning division championships and, you know, the last of winning the, the conference championship. That was, those were still things that were pointed to and celebrated, um, you know, as, as you go through it. And it's, um, but on the flip side, getting the best two teams in the, uh, in the championship game is something that, uh, you know, is a, is, is a great showcase for a conference and, uh, you know, and, and potentially, being able to get, you know, the, uh, you know, if, if we do expand, if the, if the opportunities present themselves, to be able to get the most represent, uh, representation of from the conference of the best teams. And that's something that uh, you always, you're always hopeful. And, um, and right now, I think getting the information, that's, anytime we make a change, I want it just to, to know that the change is going to make an impact. You can change you can change anything that you're doing just to say that you did. But if you're not going to get the impact or, or a, uh, a positive response to change, then why do it? And um, you know, we've got some some great rivalries uh, within our league. Um, right now, we are two divisions, and you know, you look at the crossover games, you look at uh, things that are a necessity. You've got uh, you know the out of conference you know conference uh, rivalries that uh, you know we get to be a part of, and and other schools in our league. So I think when you reflect back on that, uh, you know, it's it's about making that proper next step that's going to that's going to promote the brand of, of ACC football and you know the the teams that we have and, and the growth and competition that's that's there so um, you know I'm very open to that next step but I don't want to just jump in and say yes let's change and it not get the desired result that that's necessary um, but you always need to evaluate especially you know in this time of uh, you know we're college football playoff you know media and and uh, um, television and all the things that are that are important when it comes to uh, where we're trying to go my your team you had a, you talked about spring I was a good spring you know what you guys were able to accomplish on, on the field for spring off this the summer off season do you plan to maybe look at the transfer port a little bit to maybe to fill some holes you had some guys that left that way or do you feel like you're in a good spot right now going into you know I mean we're always going to evaluate and I think there's a you know there are opportunities I mean we have um, I felt very confident in, in, in the direction we're heading. Um, you know, you look at the number of guys we were able to have in in, in January, and it's really helped our football team. I mean, to have uh, to be to be able to get you know 23 guys that were a part of the team, you know, 10 transfers, 13 13 early in, uh, enrollee freshmen. Uh, we know we're going to have uh, you know a handful of, uh, of high school freshmen that are joining our program here this uh this summer and you know there's potential for for a transfer too and um you know it's also obviously we're going to evaluate all all aspects so you know, we've got some guys that have uh you've know, been walk-ons within our program that, that we're we're looking at that as well and so uh you know it's really just what's best for our team here moving forward and uh you know feel confident in where we are but, but also excited about some potential opportunities do you 
When will some of those high school guys be able to enroll? Or? Uh, you know, a lot of it ends up to when they when they finish up their uh, their spring semester. Um, you know, we will have a group that comes in. Um, you know, probably trying to target that around the first of June. Um, you know, we start our summer program officially there the uh, uh, the 26th of May. You know, playing week zero this year. You know, we will be a little bit earlier. Um, so it, those guys will be getting in. You hopefully by that first week, some guys will be a little bit earlier than, than others just because of uh, of classes finishing up. Mike, do you feel as confident as you probably have been since you've been here at Florida State with what <laughs> things have gone? I mean, with the with the with the spring and the, you're talking about with all the, the, the players. Going there. I mean, it's, you know, you, you, you grow confidence through work and experience. And, uh, you know, we've, you know, we've worked. And, you know, I think you saw that throughout the course of spring. Uh, it wasn't, this was the first time something wasn't new. And, you know, every, since I've got here and basically through that, you know, the, uh, you know, the first eight weeks, I mean, that was, that was all new for them. And then COVID and then, you know, no spring. And so being able to go through a full off-season program, spring practice, and then carry that over into this spring, um, you saw confidence because guys had an understanding of expectation. Uh, we had you, we were able to push harder. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't all new for them, and so it, the same needs to be done here in the summer because this will be our first, or, you know, our our second summer there together coming off of an off season. So you know, really being able to, to, to see where that can take us. And, you know, every day is going to matter. I mean, it is, you know, we have a, uh, a great sense of urgency um, within our team. I mean, there's a lot of competition. We have, uh, you know, you can look at the um, amount of returning production that we have, but also the, uh, the amount of competition that's been added to our roster. And that's an exciting thing. And, you know, we were able to get a preview of that in the spring practice, but, you know, it's it, you know, it matters when we get back and we come into fall camp what that's going to look like. And so, uh, for our team and the continuity and the continued competition, I mean, you know, this summer is going to be critical. But we do have a lot of confidence because of, you know, the work that's gone in and, and the example we have from a year ago. I know you were hoping that, you know, this would be a good, really good offseason for Jordan to really kind of establish himself as a leader. And are you seeing signs of that throughout? Absolutely. I mean, it's it is. Uh, you know, I think that's probably one of the biggest differences within our program um, you know Jordan is you know he's an incredible incredible young man and you know but he had we had yet to see that um, just that confidence because there never there had not been the consistency of him being the guy of, of being able to to go out there and, and and consistently showcase what all he could do and and we got a glimpse of that uh, last year and you you watched you know, how he respond, responded in challenging situations and, you know, just his the, the maturity and the growth that he's shown, you know, what he's been able to do. Uh, you know, I, I told him even in the course of the 15 practices this spring, I mean, you know, his presence, his, the, um, you know, his sense of urgency for improvement, but also just the, the way that he carried himself and made those around him better. I mean, that's, that's great for our football team. And you see the you, you see that you know really from that quarterback room. I mean, you know even going to Tate, which you know I know, you know he's going into his third year, and um, but you saw you saw his confidence was night and day from where he was a year ago, and that's that's a that's a wonderful thing. And and you know when when you have a freshman that comes in like AJ that's still learning everything. I mean he jumps into that to that room, and it's a room where there there is an example of what it should look like, and that. That was a, uh, a big piece of Mackenzie Milton being here a year ago. I think he was able to provide a little bit of that example, you know, even though, you know, um, 
know, that didn't just just carry over to to the field and 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 the uh, um, and the things that he was able to do. But I mean, just his presence and being that that pure example uh, was great for our football team. And I think that uh, you know, we could talk about it as coaches, but when players get to see it, when they get to to um, live it out in their own right. I mean, that, that builds that confidence within them. So uh, I think Jordan has done a remarkable job, and um, you know, I'm really excited about what he's doing, not only for that quarterback room, but for our team. Is that how you envisioned bringing McKenzie in? Was that he would provide that kind of stability that maybe Jordan needed a little bit? I think that's it was absolutely a, a part of the, the the equation. There was some, still some unknowns with McKenzie coming in, and uh, you know, any anytime coming off. You know, an injury that that he had, but you know, when you looked at the the opportunity of growth and you know what we're trying to build, I mean, it was it was something that I I absolutely believed was right, and um, you know, there were some tremendous moments uh, that we got to see. But you know, I think some of the biggest growths growth you know within our program was not necessarily even seen you know out there on just a Saturday but it was the things that were done throughout the course of the week that are that's building for the for the long-term success of where we're going and you, you feel it within our culture you feel it within our team um, you know it is it's something that is I think critically important because you know we still that has to be established and you know you look through the course of the Florida State football over the last five years and the amount of change that, that's been experienced, that, that's, that players have had to experience, the, um, the things that were maybe the, the prerequisites for what was being recruited to, how guys were going to fit, what were the, what were the characteristics that were, that were sought after, and then what did it look like on a day-to-day basis for expectations of coaching, standard of the program, you know, how guys were going to be utilized. That's with all that change. I mean, there's just you lack what 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 lacks is the leadership of what that example needs to be, and that's what we've really tried to establish. And continuity has been critical, um, you know. And even you look this year, we had a couple of coaches that um, you know that had op- different opportunities, and um, you know we were able to because of you know having good people within the program, been able to promote with you know throughout where there is that. That continuity, there is that, that sense of, of understanding of expectation. So now it's you're going to get to see our guys go out there and play fast, play with confidence, be able to take that step, um, and you see growth, and that's for us is critical. So uh, you know I'm, I'm excited about that. Coach, are there any inherent advantages or disadvantages to starting early and playing week zero? Well, I mean, I think you know get an opportunity to start off at home at Doe Campbell Stadium is going to be a as uh, going to be a great thing. Uh, you know, we come in week zero. Uh, it's we got to start fast. You start fast in your summer program. You know, obviously fall camp. Um, you know, all those things that are um, you know that sense of urgency of, of being able to go out there and and build this team and showcase the identity of who we are and what we're going to be. Um, you know, that's I think is great, and you know it does provide an opportunity when you look at the schedule you know you get through camp which is you know about you know four week period of time you get you know two games and you get a bye week i mean that's that breaks it up pretty good then you have five weeks and you get another bye week that breaks it i kind of like how that goes when you look at a a a structure of of on and off and the importance of of development and growth throughout the season Um, but yeah i mean there is an absolute sense of urgency how cool was the experience with jermaine uh, being at the draft. Uh, I mean, it was remarkable, and you know, for uh, 
for all the things that we had gone through together, um, you know, in that, that little more than a year period of time to talk about a vision from the beginning, um, you know, an expectation of, of for, for Jermaine and, you know, what we needed. You know, we talked about McKenzie earlier and, you know, Jermaine brought a very similar approach, like him, Kier, um, I told him from the beginning I wasn't looking for a jersey number just to come in. You know, we we needed somebody that could come in and you know obviously perform and play really well, but also be an example and a leader for our team. For a lot of the young players, you look at guys like Derek McClendon who has really stepped up and matured a lot over the, over the course of a year. Uh, you know, Fabian Lovett, who I think is one of the leaders of our football teams. I mean, I you know having having guys like Jermaine that help support and push and elevate that was was critical. And um, and then to see you know, Jermaine to go out there and do what he did on the field, be the defensive player of the year, uh, you know, in, in the conference, um, to, to walk as a Florida State graduate, and then to be a first round draft pick, well, that's pretty special. And, uh, you know, I think uh, that on both sides of it, we, we did what we said we wanted to accomplish. And, you know, there was a, a, a leap of faith on all sides um, for what we could expect. and. You know, for for that young man, it, it paid off, and for our program, I think it's going to absolutely pay off for the long term uh, in in what it meant to both sides. And because I, uh, I'll never forget after he after he got his name called, you know, seeing the joy from his family, and and uh, you know when he starts to walk up to go to the stage, and you hear his family start doing the war chant. That was incredible to me, and uh, you know because now from now until forever he will be a Florida State Seminole and this program left a mark on his life and his family and he left his mark here at, uh, at Florida State so I thought it was really really special. All right, guys. Yep.